All right, guys. So <laughs> this is interesting because this is technically the first podcast that I'm doing. And what I love is that it is with Monique Samuels, who actually sort of encouraged and steered me in this direction a little bit. So I feel like this is appropriate. Monique, what's going on? Yes, what's going on? I'm Listen, I'm so excited for you, Richie. Taking it next level, always. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I feel like I'm always thinking about what do I do next, right? Yes. Even when I'm working on the current thing that I'm working on, I'm always thinking about, I don't know how long I'm going to want to do this. What is the next thing that I'm going to want to sink my teeth into? Yeah. And I think what I love, one of the things, one of the things that I love about you is that you're kind of that person as well. I mean, but I think on an even, I feel like I'm trying to learn from you. Okay. Ah, um, I'm learning from you. I feel like <laughs> we're definitely in the same boat when it comes to just, Chris says that I'm never satisfied. And I agree with him mm. because I always want more. And it's not necessarily more for me. It's just what other ways can I push the envelope? What other ways can I help other people along the way? And, mm -hmm. and just keep making things just next level every time. And, and we're both similar in that way. And you never mm -hmm. want to be defined by just one thing. So you keep absolutely. Involved. Yes. And yeah. it's nice to find somebody else who is also like that because you know, I think it's when you work in this industry, it is a very weird sort of thing. And people don't necessarily, I think people who work a nine to five may not get it. Mm -hmm. And that's not to knock anyone who works a nine to five, because I feel like there's a certain amount of security that comes along with that. Right. And I think, you know, that's an important thing, mm -hmm. but I think it's also important if you work as an entrepreneur to have other people who are around you who are also working in that same vein. So I'm happy to have found you. <laughs> yeah. Likewise, I learned from you so much. I mean, I love that I can reach out and just have random questions and pick your brain and you always give sound advice. And that's definitely necessary. It's definitely needed. And it's hard to find because like you said, um, there's a different mindset when you are an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, my goal is to make money while I'm sleeping. You know, so having those different streams of income is the only way that you'll make money while you're sleeping. I want to work smarter and not harder. Um, so while I can do manual things and, and, and manual labor, I want to be able to be hands on. But then I want to be paid for my value. I don't want mm -hmm. an hourly wage being attached to whatever someone thinks I'm worth. I want to say, you know what, if I'm worth 20 hours today, $20 an hour today, I can be worth $50 an hour next week. I can be 200 the, you know, two weeks after that. And I can set that bar for myself. Mm -hmm. There's no limits there. It's only me that can keep pushing it to the next level with more that I do thinking outside the box, coming up with different creative ways to always be necessary for people to look at me as necessary. So yeah, I, I love it. I love being an entrepreneur. I was raised to be that way. My dad had, uh, my dad and mom had uh, businesses growing up. My dad used to own a dry cleaning company and uh, I would work the, the counter in the cash register and, you know, and he had a trucking company. He had three tractor trailer trucks and I used to wash all of the insides of his trucks and he would pay me $25 to wash the inside of those huge trucks. I was getting ripped off back then. <laughs> but 
but I did the work. I was always hustling. Yes. You know what's so funny? And I got, I'm going to tell you, so for this since this is probably the first one that's going to come out. I think I'm going to tell you guys kind of my vision for this podcast in just a second. We just got finished talking about it, but you just hit the nail on the head with something. So I myself am going to be getting my first truck. Really? I am. Yes. That is one of the next things that I'm doing is going into the trucking industry. It is a good <laughs> business. The only listen, you can make serious money being a, a owner operator, and you have the right driver. If you can have a right driver and a backup driver, have a backup Every, driver. Everybody says that. Yes, yes. Every, in doing is, in in doing the research, everybody has said that one thing is the is the key right there. Yes, having drivers, having drivers, and and making sure that they are you know, hardworking and they treat it as if it's their own. Um, mm. But it is great money. <laughs> My dad was pulling in like over $100,000 per truck a year um, or more sometimes. It depends on the contract. And I'll even give you this, lumber. Mm. Hauling lumber or hauling concrete pipe because okay. those, are, those are things that are always needed because things are always being built. So you're always those concrete pipe. That's what they're laying into the foundation and things like that before, you know, when they're doing different projects. And and it's something that they pay big money for because of the weight. And uh, it's something that's constant. So lumber yeah. is huge and uh, concrete pipe is huge. And a lot of people, they'll try to get on with like major stores like the supermarkets and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 less work for the driver when you're into like lumber and concrete pipe because a lot of times when you pull up to the facility they have their own staff that's unloading the truck and you're just sitting there chilling waiting. <laughs> See, and, and so that fits into the sort of what's next for me, you know. And I want to talk also about you know what was next for you after reality television. And it's interesting, and I think I told you this before. I had I thought that you were already in the business of, you know, essential oils. And I I thought for whatever reason that you already had your own brand of it while you were on the show. (laughs) That's amazing. That that's actually a huge compliment, really, because to me, when you have a platform such as Real Housewives, Um, there's no other reason to do that show if you don't have a platform that you're trying to push or um, you're trying to benefit from their platform for. So my whole background, my whole brand is about community. It's about family. It's about relationships. It's about natural living, natural alternatives. Everything that I do and everything that I've done while I was on the show was always about those things. Um, even when other drama happened along the way, you'll still see me being within the scope of what my brand is. And I'm true to my brand because that's something I'm passionate about. So anything that I've done after the show, it, it's it's kind of just what I've always done because that's just who I am. And that's what you've seen as a viewer, you know? So um now, post show, I'm just living my best life. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, 
Now I just have a bigger audience and a bigger platform to share what I've always done and what I've always held true as what's valuable for me. Um, and I'm able to do that now. And it's 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 actually I, I, I can't stand when you have some reality people who try these get rich quick schemes. You know, they want to just sell, sell, sell. And they think because they're on reality TV, people are going to buy. But mm -hmm. they don't realize that the viewers and the followers of whatever platforms you you're on. They're very smart. They're not dumb people. They're not going to just buy something just because you said to buy it. They're not brainwashed. They're not walking robots. They are people and they want to see that you know what you're talking about. They want to see that there's value in what it is you're trying to sell them. And you want to create a relationship with them outside of them just seeing you as a character on TV. And that's the power of social media. I've been able to really engage with people build friendships with people, come very familiar with people through social media, thanks to the platform that I was on. And I was able to create a bond and trust among the people who follow me and who see what I do. And when I launched Mila Eve Essentials, I myself wasn't even prepared for the response that I would get. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, people trust what I'm saying because they've been seeing consistently me do these things on the show. So they're like, wow, okay, she really knows what she's talking about. So I'm going to support what she's doing. And I'm so grateful. Like I posted a video last night and I was just like, thank you, you know, for just supporting Mila Eve Essentials and for all the orders that have been coming in endlessly. Um, I launched, I did a soft launch December 15th of 2020. And I've not had a day without a sale since. And I'm just, yes. I'm in awe, I'm humbled. I feel very blessed. And I'm very grateful that the people who also are fans of the show can see through whatever the show says and they can see through and see the true person. And to me, that's the ultimate goal is for people to see you. I have two. Well, it's two things I want to talk about. And um, the first being that you talked about social media and you didn't even have Instagram before the show, did you? I didn't, I didn't have think Instagram so. or Twitter. Or Twitter. <laughs> I was told I had to have it because of the show. <laughs> How did you manage to grow it so fast? Engagement. I mean, I just feel like you kind of, and this is not to compare numbers or anything like that, yeah. but I think what it does is, and it go, it kind of goes back to what we talked about before is just that I felt like the audience could see you, Right. Uh, throughout whatever the show gave us, what do you attribute that to? Because of the social media. <laughs> so okay. let me tell you the one thing, how I built it. So I was never a person that was into social media, you know, at all. I had Facebook and it was only because of keeping my family and friends up to date with wedding stuff. You know, I, I started a Facebook page when Chris and I were engaged and it was literally just to keep them abreast of what's going on. <laughs> um, when I started Instagram, I really researched it and I wanted to understand it. I was like, what is this? And, and how am I supposed to use this? And I would talk to everybody. I would engage with everybody. I was on everybody's page talking. I was following different people and not just people who had blue checks. I was following whoever I thought was interesting and I would engage with them. And then once I got the blue check and people started realizing, oh, that's that girl from Housewives of Potomac. They were like, oh, you must have too much time on your hands. You're always talking to everybody up in the comments. 
But because I was talking to everybody, people felt like they really knew me and we would just have conversation. Can I say something? Yeah. And I think it's just because I know you now. I can actually see you at the computer doing the (laughs) research. Research queen. (laughs) I have a binder for Instagram. (laughs) And And I say that for those who don't know, it's just that because, you know, Monique, for people who have not really met you. You're a high performing individual, right? <laughs> yeah. I think you would agree with that, you know? Okay. And I, and so it makes so much sense that you would do that research beforehand. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, I want to ask you this, was it a conscious choice? And then we talked about how some people you know, come up with like a get rich quick scheme to to do. And I want to ask a follow up question to that. But first, was it a conscious effort on your part to. I need to showcase that I'm that I work with oils because it seemed to it seemed so natural because you were working on it with the kids. That's that's where I saw it from. Right. So was it conscious or was it just something that you were doing and they caught it on camera? It was just something I was doing and they caught it on camera and they thought they thought it was interesting. So and it was something I did all the time religiously because it's really a, like I, I literally always I'm surrounded by oils all the time. My kids will go outside and get a bug bite and they're like, mommy, I need some oils. Something bit me, you know, like that's what we do. So they were able to naturally catch that. Um, the only thing that I intended to do was to use the show so that I could promote Not For Lazy Moms. And back then, I started Not For Lazy Moms before the show. It was actually the the thing that triggered me to say, yes, I'll do it um, and I'll move mm-hmm. forward because I knew that would be a great platform for more exposure for my brand, for Not For Lazy Moms. And um, I guess because that brand consists of natural alternatives, maintaining yourself and lifestyle tips, it just was a natural... Um, progression for me on the show Hmm. is and people when they knew that I had that brand, they were always expecting to see more of it. I think what really Hmm. was the iceberg for me was when we went to France, it was my second season. I got the trip, which usually doesn't happen with newbies. Um, And then it was to France, which was a suggestion that I made for the trip. Let's go to France, you know? So when we went, I didn't realize how big of influence essential oils and fragrances were in France. And I was talking with one of the producers and I said, you know, I would love to really look into this while we're there because I love essential oils. I've never seen the process of an essential oil being made. And I've heard about it. He found this distillery and said, you're going to be blown away. We found a place that we can go to while we're in France that we can tour and and see the whole process of making an essential oil. And I was like a kid in a candy store. I was so mm. excited. Um, and it was, I guess it was good TV because they're looking at me like, she is really over here geeking over some oil. But <laughs> I was like, I was just, it was just amazing. And then to be able to experience that with some of the ladies who they started using essential oils after that, you know, like Ashley, she was like, That's awesome. she was congested and we were making peppermint essential oil. So it opened her up. She said, this is the best I've been able to breathe since I've been on this trip. 
So it made a lot of people believers and they were able to see the benefits firsthand and to see that process firsthand. It did something to me. And I, I've been talking to that particular company in France for years. Wow. I the owner and pick their brain. They pick my brain. And, you know, so it's pretty cool. But everything that I've done has just been just natural to me. And that was my that was my my point of boundary was that I'm not going to do anything that isn't something I would naturally do. So mm. like, oh, you should say this. You should say that. No, I would never say that. So, no, I'm not going to say it. So I was right. that I was that rebellious little butthole. behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Ask somebody else to do it. <laughs> do you think that got you into trouble? Like, I mean, just in general, like, is that kind of frowned upon? Like, I, I, I can only tell you from my experience, you know, there were certain things that were, hey, maybe you want to do this. And either I did or I didn't based on my comfort level. Right. Because I feel like at a certain point, I got a line. I will give you all of me, but don't ask too much. Right. That's how I felt. Right. Yeah. And it definitely I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, producers like their puppets. They like people that are going to help their narrative uh, come through. I mean, look at the fact that for over a year I was being gaslit about something that they said didn't happen because they yeah. wanted me to play into what they wanted me to do and say and act. They mm. wanted me to take on that villain role. And I'm being rebellious. Like, no, I'm not going to do it because that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Yeah. I know it didn't happen. Um, and then they finally gave in part two of the reunion and they finally showed and they backed me for, for the first time all season, <laughs> you know, they actually backed what I was saying. And I, I was even blown away. Like I couldn't believe that they actually showed the truth. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely feel as though if they can't use you to the degree that they want to use you, then you're going to be the target, you know, cause they're going to get other people who they can use. And then now they're going to gang up on you. And, you know, that's why I feel like a lot of times Karen and I are the ones taking most of the heat. You know, while I was on the show, we were the ones taking most of the heat because we were like, no, we're just living our best and natural life. And I'm not going to manufacture something for you. That's, that seems to be a theme um, that you have the character who's off just living and being happy. Then there's another character who doesn't seem sometimes as happy, who seems to take aim at the happy folk. Right. Um, and we ain't gonna call no names. But <laughs> <laughs> my next question is this though. You know, as a housewife, and we talk, you talked, you mentioned about, you know, the sort of get rich quick schemes. Are there companies or people that just approach you? And expect maybe that you'll put your name on something. Does that happen a lot as a as a reality TV star in this day and age? Do you find that that's how that sort of thing occurs? I've not had that happen to me at all. Hmm. So I think the people who are doing that, they're probably seeking those companies, mm. and then they try to act like, oh, they came to me. But they're probably seeking them out and seeing what kind gotcha. of deal they can come up with that makes sense for the both of them. And then, you know, using the fact that you have the cameras and the the platform to, you know, use that to uh, make it look like a good opportunity for the company. Um, but, but yeah, that has not happened to me at all in the four years that I was on reality TV. So other outside of influencer deals where you're just posting certain things, but that was another thing. Um, honestly, I feel like that was a huge part in people, uh, taking me seriously with my businesses and also giving me the credibility 
is because I was never that housewife that would do all of those random behind trends and posts just to get paid. I do not post and I don't partner with companies that I don't believe in or already use their products. Um, so the companies that I've ever done any type of influencer deal from, I still use their products. Like hmm. it's stuff that I actually would use for myself. And I was very adamant about that. I said, I'm not going to do a bunch of random stuff because then people who follow you are like, oh, she's just trying to sell you this and sell you that. And that's not what you want. Um, and you don't want to diminish your value. You're taking every deal for like, you know, 500 there, 500 there. Now, when these big deals come in and they see that, oh, well, you'll post anything. Now they're going to be turning away because they're not right. going to, followers are going to take you seriously. So what do you say, or I guess, do you give advice to other housewives when it comes to business? Like, you know, there's always going to be a new housewife coming in. You know, I guess what would you tell someone who was fresh, you know, in, in this whole housewives water or even just reality TV in general? Yeah. What would you say to them in order to get them to? Because, again, a lot of the conversations that I want to have on this channel are about how people sustain themselves in the world of entertainment and reality television and how they thrive, you know, from the point where they enter that field and beyond. So yeah. what would you tell them now that you've had a beginning to it? You mm -hmm. had your middle and you had your ending and now you're in your beyond and you're really thriving. What would you tell them to so that they have a, a plan? Make a plan. It, it, I could say so many different things. But when I first started Housewives of Potomac, I wrote down seven streams of income and I wrote down every goal that I wanted. I have my three companies, which were the the just the reality in general, um, not for lazy moms, and then um, just personal goals. So I had like the TV reality stuff, you know, my not for lazy moms, and then like stuff that I want to do for myself. Like you know, I, I had actually hosted my own podcast was one of those things, and it turned out that not for lazy moms has a podcast. You know, um, I wanted a YouTube channel. I started the channel when I first started Housewives of Potomac. Uh, T with Monique. And I did. I wasn't able to find the time to really keep it up after my first season. So now I'm glad, you know, T with Monique is is back and doing even more, and it's fun. Um, but one of my big goals is to become um, some type of talk show host, whether it's a co-host or, you know, that's always been a long-term goal for me. Um, I wrote down everything that I wanted to do, and then I wrote down what was off limits. Hmm. What, what's my end game? What would what are my things that I value that I'm not ever going to jeopardize when it comes to this show? Family. That was my first thing. My family, when it comes to my marriage and my kids, off limits. You're not going to do something to me that will cause me to continue on if you come for my family. Um, so that was my end game. And the thing is, when you're writing these things down and you're making your plan, you have to stay true to it because if you'll fall for the okie doke and allow them to basically walk over you when you said, here's my boundary, and then they still do it. Now you're in a dangerous zone because now you'll do anything. And now you're not going to have any integrity going down the road. If you'll sacrifice whatever it is that you said was your, your end game, I feel bad for the person who will continue on because they're going to be completely lost. You can't let yourself get lost and obsessed 
with the housewives life or with that reality TV life, because it can be addictive. It can be something that you get caught up and you don't know how to get out of. That's why you have to have your plan in advance. Here's where I cut off. Here's what my end game is. If you get to that point, you know, it's time out for you and you're done. If you go past it, now you're turning into the same addict that you see on a corner. You're turning into the same addiction that you can see anybody succumb to. So um, that would be my biggest piece of advice is just know your boundaries and have a plan. And don't expect that this is going to get you rich. It's not meant to get you rich. <laughs> it's a platform. Have something that you're going to promote that is genuinely you. Because people can see through the BS when you're just trying to sell something. Um, and make sure that you're doing something that helps people. You know, me yeah. doing essential oils and showing that side um, and, and just me being real. It's like I'm hoping that this will help somebody who is in that position or who needs, you know, better sleep or whatever it is. It's, it's about helping the next person. And if a, if a coin comes with it, great. If it doesn't, at least you help somebody. Mm. Mm. What is next for Monique? You know, you have a thriving, a couple of thriving businesses at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else do you want? I mean, because if you're thinking about if if we're if we're saying we are the what's next, what what what's next, people? Mm -hmm. What's your next? I'm a very can creative. you talk about it? Oh yeah, I can. I'm a very okay. creative person. So, um, and like I said, I like seven streams. So we have uh, Not For Lazy Moms. We have the podcast. We have Tiba Monique. We have Not For Lazy Moms YouTube channel. We have Mila Eve Essentials. That's five. Binder Time Stories, six. Number seven is going to be more of that creative side of me. Um, Binder Times is what kind of really kicked it off for me. Um, I really enjoy doing Binder Time Stories. I cannot wait to release that. Um, it's going to release on my YouTube channel um, in April, but I'm going to have an early release at the end of March on my Patreon account where people can uh, subscribe and they can have an early viewing of part one and then part two and part three. Um, but it kind of inspired something in me. I'm, I'm a huge storyteller. I've always been a fan of rhymes and nursery tales um, growing up. And I had a few people when I posted my promo for Binder Time Stories say that their child came running to their phone when they heard my voice. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. Isn't that crazy? So I said, you know what? I want to get into doing story time. And I have a few ideas for my own children's books. But through Not For Lazy Moms, I'm, I have people send me children's books all the time. So now I can get their permission and I can do a story time reading their book. Now, it's fun for me, but then it helps the author. It gets them exposure to the community that I've built and people can purchase their book off of the Not For Lazy Moms store. Um, and then they can watch story time with their kids and have them have some type of fun, you know, a safe space for them to be on YouTube and watch a video. Um, and they won't have to worry about anything crazy popping up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I really love story time. My kids love when I read books to them. They always they like because they say I really get into the character and I change my voice. And, you know, it's really fun. So I think I want to start doing like actual videos um, doing story time, which will give Not For Lazy Moms books, which is another 
business entity underneath Not For Lazy Moms is my publishing house. It'll give that an opportunity to really grow. So I already released my potty training book under Not For Lazy Moms Books Publishing. So now I can have children's books and, and actually do story time with them as well. So that's going to be the next thing. <laughs> you know, what's funny is there are a lot of YouTube uh, channels out there. You know, I'm all about the YouTube uh, life uh, for a lot of reasons. But there are a lot of YouTube channels out there where it's it'll literally be like they do scary stories. They do like children's stories and stuff like that. So that is a huge, huge <laughs> market. So I don't blame you for that. And I think at a certain point, you might need your own books as well. Just Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I already have. Um, I started writing a book um, inspired by T'Challa when he flew away. It's called, yeah, it's called T'Challa's Journey Home. And what I love about the book is that it's all about the mindset of a child that feels as though they're hopeless. They're thinking all those negative thoughts. And it's teaching you the power of manifestation and speaking what you want the end result to be. Mm. So, so that's what the book will encourage. It's like, you know, I was fearful, but here's how I was able to turn that fear into me manifesting and visualizing T'Challa coming back. And then it actually yeah. happened. So, um, so yeah, and, and it's going to be, I, I like rhyming books. So all of my books will be for the, for the kids. They're all going to be rhyming books for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you work well with the rhymes because that, that promo for Binding Time was, <laughs> it was, it was lit. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to let you take a little sneak peek at this part one. It is, it's going to be beyond what people think that they're going to be in for. It's next level, the visuals, the, the fun of it all, the, the, the way you will laugh. I mean, the B-roll, everything. It's just like a whole theatrical production. And it is so fun. It's so me. Um, I love it. I cannot wait. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm that excited. is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so listen, before we go, can you tell everybody where they can find all of your endeavors? I want us to get all the websites in so that everybody can go visit. Thank you. Yes. So MoniqueSamuels.com is that is the main page where you can get to anything that involves me. Um, and then I have NotForLazyMoms.com. ShopMilaEve.com is where you can purchase essential oils and other products. Um, our diffusers are back in stock. They're so popular. People, I mean, they're flying off the shelves. I had so many orders this weekend. I'm like, I'm about to actually go back and finish fulfilling orders after we're done. Um, so yeah. And then you can find me on social media at Mrs. Monique Samuels on Instagram. Um, I am Mrs. Samuels on Twitter uh, and on my YouTube channel, Tea with Monique. So every week we're going live and have great topics. And listen, I'm just living my best life right now. This is, this is what it should be. And I feel like I've made the best decision for myself for sure. <laughs> I absolutely love to see it. And I think that you deserve all the happiness and just joy that life has to bring because life is too short. So yeah. I'm super happy for you. I am so grateful that, you know, we had that talk about doing this um, and it's here. It's yeah. here. Like literally we spoke it into existence. So I appreciate you for that. And you got to come back. Oh, like definitely. again, sometime soon and tell us what is going on next. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm like you. So there's always going to be a project. And, you know, it's like you finish one, you take a breather. And it's like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing now? One to the next. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. This is the DJ Richie Scott Unfiltered Podcast with Monique Samuels. All the links will be placed in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube and you guys heard it here first if you guys are listening to the audio version. Monique, thank you so much, and we will catch you next time. All right. Take care.